want something more, more meaningful moments, opportunities, deeper relationships, and memorable experiences? Do you want to make a difference? If you said yes, a career in real estate could be the opportunity you're looking for. Guiding people through one of the most important decisions they ever make. The purchase or sale of their home can be both rewarding and lucrative. Exit Realty has a revolutionary compensation model, training, and technology that provides you with the tools you need to start and build your successful real estate career. Call me today, Mimi Eubanks, your country realtor, at 843-730-3327. That's 843-730-3327. Or visit exitlowcountry.com slash join exit and make your exit today. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, guys, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. Hey, I am your host, Corbin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty, Low Country Group, in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. So, guys, look, you've been on a miraculous ride with us. We've been having a lot of fun. We've been bringing a lot of information to you, and today is no different. We have been tapping into the pipeline, quote-unquote, busting holes in the pipe so that we can drip this knowledge on you, okay? So that is what we are doing. That is what we've been making happen. And today is no different. We find an ideal place in the pipeline, which is our world in this conduit, in this real estate space of investing. And we have none other than Jim Lee with Formosa Investing with us today. So, Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Corwin. Welcome. You're welcome. So first of all, Jim, you have an uh, interesting story. And I'm going to pull some pieces out here in a moment. But if you don't mind, tell our listeners just a snippet about who you are and what it is that you do. So my name is Jim. I'm an immigrant from Taiwan. At the age of 11 years old, I came over here. Parents sacrificed their life to bring us over here to have an opportunity at uh, achieving the American dream. From there, I kind of just studied hard and received my Bachelor of Science degree in economics from UCLA in 2010. And my first job out of college was working for LookNet 
co-star. For those that don't know LoopNet, it's uh, Zillow for commercial real estate. So I worked there as an inside sales, eventually transitioned to become a realtor and into the syndication business. That is interesting. So that's a good explanation for CoStar because most people don't know what that platform is. It is an amazing mm-hmm. platform. So for our listeners, guys, look, I, I need y'all to slow down. I need y'all to pay attention to what we're going to be talking about because we're going to be on the mindset train today about what you need to do in order to impact and have that change take place in your life. So, Jim, so you study economics, UCLA, so you learn about money. All right. Which, boom. Great. So in learning about money, you learn how to make money, make money, correct? Actually, to be honest with you, at UCLA, I all they taught us was theory, nothing practical. I actually exactly. didn't learn about the importance of having multiple streams of income through my first job working at LoopNet because I was able to speak to real estate investors, agent, property manager, lenders on a daily basis. And that's mm-hmm. how I learned you know, having an additional stream of income. So you learned the importance of that passive income versus the active income there. Okay, yep. that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So in your bio, as I was reading through, was something that stood out to me was that, first of all, you're a top producing sales guy. I mean, that, that's what is or was a niche for you, if you will. What I read, and I want to spend a little bit of time on this because this goes to mindset, but you got a $50,000 bonus from one of your former employees, employees correct? Mm-hmm. That is correct. And you took that bonus and what did you do with it? I bought my very first real estate property, which is a two bedroom, one bathroom condo. And I pretty much saved all this money my entire life, plus that 50K. And I paid that condo in cash. It was a short sale and it took a year to close that building. Oh, wow. Okay. That's even better. And for our listeners, this is the piece I want y'all to take. But what I just heard in there is that you didn't have a mindset of, okay, I just got this influx of cash and I'm going to go out and go on a shopping spree and blow it and spend it. You immediately thought, what could I do with it? What could I divest it into that would be an investment in, in me for the future, right? That is correct. I'd like to add more to that is that I was born and raised in Taiwan, as mentioned before, with a saver's mentality. Uh, in Asian culture, we've been taught if you can't pay for something in cash, you can't afford it. In our mind, debt is slavery and cash is freedom. So that was the mindset I have for the longest time until mm-hmm. I acquired this two-bedroom, one-bathroom. And that's when I start to realize there's so much I don't know about investing and I need to educate myself. And the very first book I picked up was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like most people. And as you know, if you read that book, all Robert Kiyosaki talk about is why would you not use debt? You get tax write-off, you, do, you get all this stuff. Are you using other people's money to make more money? And you also amplify returns and, and all that good stuff. So it was a bit of a mindset shift, but it took some work. That's interesting. So you went from, okay, my first property that, okay, boom, I'm going to pay cash for it. So now you're over on the other side of the fence now of leveraging cash to make your acquisitions. That's interesting. So what did you have to go through? What, what was that process for you? to kind of really get to that understanding. I know you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but what other books or whatever, what other things did you tap into to help you develop that mindset that you now utilize? Once I became a realtor, I realized, look, if I need to take this serious and make a career out of it, I need to really start educating myself on what I don't know, you know, and there's just so much to learn out there. And I pretty much consumed a majority of the real estate books out there. 
And that's also part of the reason why I was able to explore syndication because okay. it's, it's such a niche part of real estate where you can make money, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of relationship building partnerships to be able to establish something like that. So I would say to answer your questions, you know, I think set yourself a goal. For me, my goal was to read 52 books a year. So that's on average one book per week. And okay. also, if you're not a reader, then you can always listen to podcasts like this, this mm-hmm. show or go right. on YouTube. Resources are everywhere nowadays. So, so there's no excuse for you not to be educated in the area you're looking to start. So define syndication for our listeners, Jim. Syndication is basically a partnership between investors who pool their resources into one single investment. This uh, lets you allows you to invest in multi-million dollar deals like multifamily, which is the asset class I'm involved in, or pretty much any commercial buildings. Syndication eliminate much of the risk while sharing the upside. The property generates an income that will be split amongst investors. So it's a win-win situation for both the operator and the investors. Now, if you've never heard of real estate syndication, just think of it as in motion pictures. You know, in order for people to shoot a movie, they need tremendous amount of partnerships, right? They need to raise capital. They need to do this. And that's a syndication itself or real estate development. That's also syndication, right? You can't do it alone. What most people miss is that in that definition, partnerships, joint ventures, blah, 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 all that stuff, basically just pulling people together in order for them to share the risk, but also share the reward. Because, you know, it's harder to come up with a million dollars versus leveraging capital from the bank leveraging capital from this investor, this investor, and this investor in order to you know, offset because the, the lender may not on an LTV on a million dollar property, they may not go any further than maybe 600,000. So you got to have the 400,000, the 40%, if you will, in additional capital and splitting that up amongst a number of pool of investors um, limits the risk, but it also allows the project to take place and in turn get the entire deal done. I mean, you can do that on a smaller scale or a larger scale. You can do a $10 million deal um, or you can do a half million dollar deal. It doesn't matter. That's good. So syndicating, how did you get to that? I mean, you started with this first property. Was that a natural migration for you or was that something that you had to put a lot more effort and work to make that shift? Oh, that was tremendous amount of work and effort. A lot of obstacles, a lot of uh, self-finding as well what's what works and what doesn't work for me right so once i break away from the w2 job from working at loopnet and became a realtor i thought i was going to be able to find my own deals and make a career out of it but it wasn't as easy as i thought it would be so doing that for two years i found out it wasn't a good fit and it was around during lockdown when one of my investors introduced me to this radio show called real estate guy podcast mm-hmm. the real estate guy yeah podcast and run by robert helms and russell gray so mm-hmm. on that show all they talk about they pitched about syndication so much where i'm like what is syndication but that was the turning point of educating myself about syndication because i was exploring other avenues of making money using real estate mm-hmm. um, since as a realtor my hands are tied i couldn't host open house to find leads during lockdown so I make use of that time, educate myself. And as soon as we opened back up, I went out to network with the real estate guy people. And that's how I, I transitioned from being a realtor to a syndicator. So you said something in there, and, and this is the broker in me, because you said in there, Jim, that it was not as easy as you thought it would be. I tell agents all the time, people that want to 
get into the business overall, that it's a lot more challenging than what it appears from the outside. So let me bring you back over to this migration and growth for you in the syndication. So you spent a lot of time out of COVID, out of lockdowns. You benefited because you invested in yourself, educated yourself on these various processes and procedures and how to do and get into syndication. Let's talk about what did you learn? You say you also learned some things about yourself. So what did you learn about yourself? Like what didn't work for you that you learned and picked up during this process? Great question. So um, that's something I want to touch up on as well, is that the transition from being the working at LoopNet W2 job to being a realtor was a really tough one too, because now you're switching from W2 to become an entrepreneur, right? And you have to have that mindset for it. And for me, I was still stuck in the W2 job mindset. The reason why I say that is because I'm an introvert. So the reason why I started out as an inside sales, because I can make phone calls in an office all day long. I have no problem with that. But when you ask me to go out and face people, you know, meet people face to face, it's like, ugh, you know, it makes me cringe. And so as a realtor, I was avoiding that. And all I did was <laughs> stay in my office, make phone calls and to the absentee owners, rental mm-hmm. property owners. And that's how I develop a list of investors and be able to leverage that in syndication. But at that time, when I was doing all that as a realtor, I didn't know. I didn't know better. I didn't want to get out of my comfort zone, so to speak, right? And once I started syndication, they talk about you got to put yourself out there. You got to network. You got to build relationship. And those are the key things that I was avoiding as a realtor. That was when I realized, okay, I really need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I got to put myself out there. And mm-hmm. the only way to do so is by educating myself so that I create enough confidence in myself to put myself out there. That was the process of it. Okay. So you boost yourself by learning more. So you learn more. So you feel more confident in having the conversations. So you say you do multifamily now. So your first investment, again, was this condo. Were there any other asset classes, different types of properties that you kind of dabbled in before getting over into syndication and working in the multifamily arena? Yeah. I looked into, right before the lockdown happened, we looked into RCFE, which is a residential care for elderly. It's basically like nursing homes. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where you can charge about like anywhere between 5,000 to 10,000 per head Mm -hmm. and you can put two people in one room. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something I explored and I I went into a partnership with two other people, but because of lockdown, both my partners decided to back out and they don't want to do that anymore. And that's when I started to explore syndication. Okay. That's very good. And for our listeners that might have an appetite or, or what have you for this, there's actually programs, rural programs for that type of facility. Nursing homes or assisted living facilities in rural areas are lacking in our area. I don't know about yours, Jim, but they're lacking. So there are government programs to help people with financing those types of properties, buying development of assisted living, you know, put the whole plan together. I mean, ideally, one thing, and Jim, I know you may echo on this, but putting together that type of deal getting the whole thing together, getting it all developed, getting it all built, all that stuff, getting it all staffed and filled up with people and then selling it off to someone else who wants that type of investment long-term, who wants to manage it. Because a lot of people don't want to manage it. They don't want that responsibility. So they really don't want to do that. So let's touch on passive versus active. I want you to hit it two places for me. 
Because a lot of times people forget I was internally today having this thought process about how, you know, we're always quick to go to work. We want something. I You pass someone who's driving a new vehicle and you realize, OK, well, you just bought a new vehicle. You probably got a new debt and you got to go work for that um, versus someone saying, well, look, I want this. Let me invest over here so that my investment then in turn offsets or pays for that expense. So let's talk about active versus passive income, if you don't mind. And then let's flip that over and what active versus passive investing looks like for you, your definition. Yeah. So my definition of active versus passive is active. You're actively involved in your deal, right? So I'll give you an example. My first deal, two bedroom, one bathroom. I did everything from A to Z on my own. <laughs> I found tenants. I did I run the background check. I did the maintenance. You know, I pretty much everything on my own. And it was one of the biggest mistakes I made because if you're looking for a more passive route, you would delegate all that task. You would create, build the system and uh, you know have a vendors list or have property managers that look out for the best interest in you to manage it for you. So there's ways of you can automate things where you're not dealing with it hands-on. And then passive would be something like a syndication where you just put money into a deal and you invest passively. You don't have to worry about the operation. You don't have to worry about tenants not paying and evicting tenants. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, maintenance, and uh, you just get a return on investment on that. And while you're able to focus your time and energy on doing what you do best, and mm-hmm. you know whether it's being an engineer, a doctor, or a lawyer, because that's your bread and butter. That's where you make the most money from. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have to worry about is your property performing today, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it right there. People get caught up, Jim, in being micromanagers, if you will. And you know we understand it, but investing, we know, has risk. But we also understand and realize that investing really and truly is a long-term, long-ball game. We get caught up on thinking that, well, hey, I'm going to put this money in today and tomorrow I'm going to take out twice as much. No, we got the compound. We got to see things happen. So what do we need to do in order to get that to where, quote unquote, we want it to be? What does that need to look like? So you're passionate about what it is that you do. Can you tap into and tell us where this passion derives from? What is a driver for you in being an investor and working with other investors collaboratively to help everyone win? What's the passion for you, Jim? I think it comes down to just me being a giver. I think from my life experience, and I'm, I'm not just talking about career-wise or syndication. I'm talking about just general speaking. When I find out the more I give, the more I receive. And it's not the idea of expecting to receive anything. It just makes your life so much easier and efficient. When you give, people want to help. You're going to be recognized as that person. And so for me, the reason why I'm so passionate about syndication as soon as I explore this uh, opportunity to be able to make money, not only for myself, but for my friends, for my family, for you know my employees, whoever wants to learn about financial freedom, I can teach this to the whole crowd. I can help as everyone around me because essentially I think Nowadays, everybody wants to be financially free, but how do we get there? What's the easiest way? What's the quickest way? And people have explored that. And like you mentioned earlier about real estate, is it's a, you'll be able to get rich slow game. 
right? You just have to be patient with it. If you play it right, if you continue to persist and not give up, it's a very lucrative industry. You cannot give up. And I think for me, it's about giving back to the community. And that's, that's what makes me feel great about choosing this path for the rest of my life. That's profound. I like that. And being a giver, you know, you want to share this wealth and this information and knowledge with others and these opportunities. Jim, we're, we're quickly getting towards the end of today's show. And I always ask our guests for that jewel, that nugget, that thing that they could leave with our listeners. They can drop on them, if you will. I guess we also could look at it as the mic drop that would change their life. So if there's anything that you could share with our listeners today that they should be focused on, be thinking about, or otherwise be acting on, what would that be? I guess I get asked this question pretty often. I, I would say that my answer is just, I would say change your attitude about trying new things in general. For me, you know, I can tell you from my experience, you know, I used to be very close-minded. When I get older, I've learned that it's always better to look at the other side of the coin. To me, there's actually three sides of the coin, the heads, tails, and the edge. If you can stay on the edge, you'll be able to learn the most. Don't be so one-sided. Don't be so far left or far right. Stay in the middle. I like that. There's three sides to the coin. That's interesting. I like that concept. That's powerful. It also speaks to that it's narrow. It's a narrow path. It's a narrow way on the edge. So both sides are very broad, but that edge is very narrow. So if you stay on that narrow, and they something in that, Jim. I really like that. I might do something else with say something else about that one there later. Now, I do want to leave our listeners with, because we didn't really talk about like how far you've come. You've been doing this, syndicating, investing for a few years now, and you have been involved with roughly about what, four or five, 600 units now. And these are all buying holes for you that you guys pull. So how many units are you guys currently holding? We're holding roughly 600 units and the business plan, usually it's five years hold. And then mm-hmm. we'll sell it and re-leverage everything, the equity multiple to acquire more multifamily down the road. But that's five years from now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. And that's something that we talk about, strategies we talk about here on the show, the BRRR. It's kind of like a wash, rinse, and repeat, so to speak, that you acquire, you may make some investment into it, you re-leverage it, may do some other things to it. Um, sometimes you sell it. And go acquire something else. Sometimes you just continue to leverage it and then you leverage it into a larger property or an additional property and grow your portfolio that way. So, Jim, I really appreciate you being here on the show with us today. Um, I appreciate you sharing not only your experience, but also your insight and knowledge by taking away that mindset piece. So that's what I wanted our listeners to get from you today is about mindset, about changing your mindset, about focusing and being direct and working towards what your goals are. You have a story and you shared it with us today. So I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart doing so. Absolutely. And if, if I might add something to the example earlier about the three sides of the coin, just think of uh, the beginning of this conversation, right? I came from a saver's mentality and I had to figure out a way to use debt as leverage, right? Which, you know, and it took some education to figure out there's good debt and bad debt. And bad debt is the one I want to stay away from. Good debt is what I would want to use. Mm-hmm. And so that's being staying on the edge. Now that I can leverage the best of both worlds by saving money and also leveraging good debt. 
that is profound. So if our listeners, guys, make that your takeaway today from today's show, make sure that you focus on having good debt, not bad debt, that you can leverage it and you can get to the next level. Jim, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Exit Strategies Radio Show family, man. I really appreciate you engaging with us and talking to our listeners today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. So guys, in closing, you know how I feel. Y'all know what I say, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it anyhow. That is, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.